And if you like drinking whiskey and you like drinking tequila, then it's always a Friday. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, man. <laughs> Every damn time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if hanging out and drinking is something that you want to do, well, let me introduce you to my boys, Matt and Drew. For fun and laughs and spirits, there's just one place to go. It's time for the Whiskey Tequila Friday Show. Whiskey Tequila Friday Show with my boys, Matt and Drew. Happy Friday, Drew. Happy Friday, Matt. And happy Friday to everybody, and welcome to Whiskey Tequila Fridays, our podcast where we drink some whiskey. We drink tequila. We educate. And we libate. All right. So I am Matt. I am the uncertified whiskey hunter and my partner in agave, Drew. How are you? I'm excited for this one. This is a good one. Yeah. So we knew we had the tequila. Right? Yes. We knew we had the tequila, but we're trying to figure out what we could match with this. And you actually found this bottle. You, I did. You bought this for me because it's a, it's a one-time, you know, limited release. Oh, is it? And is you, this just a one-time thing? Yeah, this is part of their reserve oh. series. They just do these, these one-offs. All right, so our theme, I guess, today is going to be beer. Beer. <laughs> The two guys that don't drink beer anymore Correct. are going to geek out on some beer-flavored or beer-influenced spirits. I brought the Sagamore Ale Cask Finish Rye. And Excellent. what did you bring for your tequila? I have the Fortaleza Winter Blend 2020. All right. And so for those in the know, that's special on top of special. This is only 7,000 50 bottles in the world, and we have half of one left. <laughs> Fortaleza has really gotten a lot of hype and well-deserved, right? Well-deserved hype, for sure. This is a special one amongst those special tequilas. Yes. So yes. We've already discussed in the It's About Damn Time episode right. that this is one of my favorite brands. It is my favorite Blanco. Right. The only reason it's maybe not my favorite Reposado is just because that El Tesoro is so good. <laughs> and rightfully so. Yeah. This is by far one of the top two or three brands, I think, on everyone's list. Fortaleza in general. Fortaleza yeah. in general. One of the top brands. And this winter blend has become highly sought after. But I kind of went back and forth. I was hesitant to just throw in, this is not the black tie. To go with your... Really? Yeah. But when we tasted this, we, we knew right away. They're, that they're we, perfect together. Yeah. Just like on Seinfeld. That's a show. <laughs> There's a show. That's a show. Okay, so let's get into this rye here. Let's do it. Let's do it. Sagamore is quickly becoming one of my go-to ryes because of the choices that they have. Okay. I like everything in their lineup. But I'm also very partial to that single barrel, that cask strength that I was a part of. It was one of my first times being asked to be like a part of a 
selection committee or a group that For would sure. would put, you know pick that single you barrel. You always remember your first. You always remember your first. Yeah, they have uh, they they really come across as a powerhouse. Okay, in the whiskey world. They are growing their label. They're growing their name. Sagamore is based out of Maryland. They have two mash bills. Okay. One is a high rye mash bill, so that 95.5 kind of a... Okay. Then they have their, what is considered a barely legal rye, so just over 51. They don't specify exactly, but they have those two mash bills, and they, that they then blend for their final product. They have a regular signature rye. They have cask strength. They have a double oak, which I love, the double oak. Okay. It's phenomenal. Then they come out with these, they have single barrels, and they come out with these reserve series where they have used different secondary aging. They've done a sherry. Yep. They've done a a rum. I saw the rum. Yep, okay. They did a tequila. I I grabbed a bottle of that tequila finish. I don't recall if it was mezcal or tequila, but I, I think it was tequila. Yeah. But then they have this ale cask finish, grabbing some barrels that once had bourbon, then had ale aged in that bourbon, then was handed to them to age the rye. So these are ex-bourbon barrels used to age ale, then given to Sagamore to age, or to secondary barrel their their rye whiskey. Gotcha. Do me a favor. Explain. You, You said it came from Maryland, and we don't often have bourbon... That comes from Maryland on this show. Right. What's that all about? How the heck did Maryland get yeah, in on the game? Yeah, sure. Well, before Prohibition, Kentucky was not the whiskey epicenter that a lot of people think that it is today. You shut your <laughs> mouth. Okay. All right. <laughs> that a lot of whiskey was coming out of Maryland and even Peoria, Illinois, of ah. all places. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I don't. Where did it go? It was it was only during Prohibition and subsequently the World Wars where a lot of distilleries switched over to fuel producers. Oh, they okay. started making fuel and never really went back or when Prohibition was repealed, never really had the, you know, things just fizzled out, right? Sure. All right. So that explains why maybe Peoria, Illinois fell off the map. But Maryland but was a big producer of whiskey. And Huge producer what, of... What, just because they were there first? They think, landed and hung I out think, in Virginia and Maryland, so they made it? I, think it? I think there was access to water. I think there was access to good grain. And I think, yeah, right. And people were move, coming across from... Yeah. Coming across the boat and didn't want to carry those stills too far, maybe. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure nobody had made it further west. Yeah. But All right. if you are a fan of whiskey, it's great to dive into the history because rye whiskey was actually America's real, you know, first spirit. Everyone knows like George Washington made rye whiskey. Um, there were a lot of places where rye was yeah. very... He never made any money at that either, by the way. I don't think so. Yeah. No, he didn't. He just did it for... He never a, made any money. In any, did you know this about George Washington? He never made any money. His brother died and left him a... His brother was successful, left him a bunch of money. We're about to get canceled. <laughs> then he married the rich widow, Martha, whatever her name was at the time. She was rich. He never made any money doing anything. Great general. Yeah. Good on you for that, but never made any money. It's a sad story. I don't know. I think he did it the right way. Well, and he probably just made he the whiskey. He married rich, man. Well, he, he took the good advice. And he was making whiskey for, him, for himself and his friends, is what I like to think. 
right. You know? Yeah, fair enough. But fair enough. Anyway, enough gabbing. Let's sip Let's get this. to drinking. Yeah, let's All sip right. this rye. All right, so you and I both agree that the ale is present on that nose. It's smelling like a red ale. Do you get red yeah. ale? Yeah, where where you can kind of get those caramelized... Yeah. Where the, they, they kind of caramelize the the wheat and the barley or whatever that they use. Mm. I mean, it, it's it's like somebody poured a beer in my whiskey, right? When's the last time you had a beer? It's been a while. When's the last time you cracked open a can of beer? I bought a six-pack of Pabst Blue Ribbon this yeah. past summer just for lawnmowers. Oh, wow. Lawnmower beer. Lawnmower beer. Yeah. With your redneck... <laughs> White socks and blue ribbon beer. <laughs> I think that was a song. Okay, so you've had beer within the last year, six months. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but not. I have not had a sip of beer in over a decade. So this is firing <laughs> all the neurons right here. For someone who might be not as tolerant of beers, <laughs> maybe this is the best way to get your beer fix, Man, right? I'm in. If this is how we got to do it, I'm in. <laughs> all right. You ready? What are you getting on the nose? We, we just sat here and just no. dreamed about the beer, but what else are you getting? On top of the beer, you, you do get a lot of the really good rye. Yeah. Yep. You get that caraway, the rye spices. It smells like it's going to be peppery. Yes. Right? It yeah. smells like it's going to be spicy, but I'm ready. Oh, man. Cheers. Cheers. Don't laugh. Yeah. That's Killian's Red Ale. I can't argue with you. Yeah, I mean... And you can tell the last time I had you, beer. Well, you've, you've been warming up with some other whiskeys. Yes. All I had was a sip of tequila to warm up tonight, and so oh, that was my... Si- did you just have a sip? Well... Like, you're sitting here saying I warmed up with whiskeys, <laughs> and you had a sip of tequila. <laughs> I like how you're throwing me under the bus. You had a glass of tequila. I had a glass Say of it. tequila. <laughs> All right. Anyway, but yeah, this one came in a little this, hot, huh? It, it's 98 proof. I mean, ryes tend to always be a little bit hotter than their proof. Sure. And I think I think a lot of people shy away from rye because of that. You know, I think people don't necessarily want that real spicy bite. You know, people okay. want the the sweet bourbon. But if you like the spice, if you, I do. If you put a little extra hot sauce on your food, yes. If you always reach for the black pepper to just jazz up whatever you're eating, you really got to get into what rye whiskey can provide because it, it, it still has that sweetness, right? You still get plenty of sweetness. Oh yeah. On the finish, it's still going. By the way, I'm still getting it's, yeah some of the the sweet corn caramel notes, right? What did you get on that that palate other than the George Killian's red. I think it held true to the nose. Sweet, peppery, spicy. And then, man, all I could taste. All beer. All red beer. Yeah, I mean, I wanna I wanna make a steak and drink this with like a like a grilled steak. Sure. You know? Just yeah. What's for dinner? <laughs> this is what I'm having. <laughs> sip number two? Yep. Okay, that second sip changed a little bit for me. Okay. What did what did you get? Well, I agree. It changed. For me, I got a little more citrus. I got some orange peel that came out of that. The the spices were more predominant in the beginning of the palate. Mm-hmm. So 
the rye spice, the black pepper, even a, like a little bit of like a chili pepper note, really nice spicy notes. Then moved into the, what is that beer, that ale, you know, yeah. note. And then into like this nice citrus orange peel, almost like orange marmalade. Do you like orange marmalade? Again with the orange marmalade. Is it in your uncle's jacket? <laughs> you know, there, there there was an oak note, but no tobacco. Okay. No, no right. tobacco. Did you get some oak? Creepy old uncle. <laughs> Did I get some oak? I'm, I'm with you on the orange peel up front, a nice sweetness up front, which then gave me kind of a hoppiness oh, at the okay. end, which I guess isn't weird because if it was like a... Irish red or an English ale, those are pretty hoppy. They tend to be, yeah. Right? Ale, well, ales tend to be hoppier than hoppier. lagers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that it was a, like a super IPA. No, no. We're not talking about like no. a craft beer IPA. No. But the hoppiness that, that gives you that little touch of bitterness and a little perfume. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. This I'm is, digging this. You know, I love what the herbalness of those spices, the, the cardamom, the caraway... There's an herbal floral quality yeah. to some spices and how that carried over into the finish with that yeah. the more of those beer type floral this is notes. Like yeah. All of the beer, none of the gluten. I'm I digging mean, this. One thing I'll add is that when you and I get together, we crack open bottles all the time. Not because we're dying to open the bottle, but because we want to taste it. And then put the cap back on yes. and put it back on the shelf yeah. and then come back to it, whether it be one week or six weeks right. later, because things change when you open that I bottle. Think I have yet to find a bottle that isn't better after it's been opened and sat for a week. Every time. Yeah. But you hate it. I, I'm starting to hate it when I go to like a tequila bar and there's this half to three quarter open you know, bottle of something that I, you know, half to three quarter empty of whatever I'm ordering. And the bartender tries to treat me real nice and pulls out and shows me the brand new bottle with the fresh crack. I'm like, nah, I kind of want that other one, man. <laughs> like, I appreciate what you're doing yeah. here, but I don't want the fresh crack yeah. neck pour. Right. I'm, I'm good with, you know, old yes. crusty over there because <laughs> it's better. <laughs> Yeah, as long as they're not pouring the old stuff into the bottles. Yeah, I, well, yeah. I'm all for what you're saying. I yeah. don't know. I don't know the legalities of marrying bottles <laughs> in our state, but yeah, I'm, you know. But I'm, all things being equal, I'll take one that's had a pour out of it. Yeah, and sat for another two weeks. Yeah. any day. Always, when if you if you crack open a bottle and you're not that impressed, just put the cork back in. Put it in the back of your shelf. Yeah. Drink your other stuff and then go back to it a month later because you be might It'll be you different. might like it then. Yeah. One more and sip? Yes. <laughs> I'm really curious to hear what a regular beer drinker will think. Because this is I'm getting a little bit of the rye and then it's beer. It's so much beer. Yeah. It's amazing how much is being carried over. I, I wonder if we had the regular beer drinker who occasionally dipped into whiskey, if they would be getting the same thing or if they would just be like, oh, it's all, oh man, it's all whiskey and rye. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Or because we haven't had beer in so long, we're picking up on it so much more. It's interesting. But yeah. Well, we're not alone here. Guys in our age range yeah. tend to have to start watching, you know. Yeah. 
No, it, it's true. It's true. And and I've 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 actually come across some guys that still drink a lot of beer and complain of the the heartburn, the acid reflux type things. And yeah. I tell them the same thing. I'm like, well, maybe you should switch to tequila and whiskey. And like, what? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't tums are yeah. tums aren't even in my house anymore. I don't even own them anymore. It's it's insane. it's a miracle cure. <laughs> All right, are you? Are we going to rinse out here and then try the? I think okay, we need to rinse out and move on. Are you ready? I'm ready. So take us to Tequila Town, Drew. Take us to Tequila Town. I've got the Fortaleza Reposado Winter Blend 2020. This is a limited release. I believe the first Winter Blend was 2019. I have the 2020. It came out in 2021. Winter of 2022. As of this recording, is yet to be released. Right. Well, the and season's on our doorstep, but the, we're not quite there yet. Right. Yeah. Perhaps by the time this episode drops, it will have been released, but we're, we're going to try to rush to get this one out in time for that. All right. Just so that it all kind of fits in. Yeah, sure. If you find a winter blend of any year, snag it. They're only getting more rare. They're only getting more expensive. It's not a secret anymore. Everybody knows what yeah, they have. Yeah, it, it's going to be more allocated, right? It's going to... Yeah. I don't remember exactly. I think that first year, it was $79, you know, suggested retail. This one might have been 89 21 I think it jumped up to like 129 and oh, it was wow. so anticipated that the minute it dropped at 129 every liquor store had it for 149 <laughs> of course and 2022 you know sk- sky's the limit yeah right who knows some of that stuff is really soaring yeah yeah some of the prices are going up well, I'll tell you I don't want to hear anybody complain about inflation when these bottles are still flying off the shelf at twice what they were originally released at <laughs> apparently we're still willing Someone, to pay someone's got some money yes this one is as all Fortaleza confirmed additive free coming out of Gnome 1493 this is Guillermo Sousa we already geeked out about this the Agave Social Club podcast, our buddy Doug Price, already did a great show on Fortaleza. Just go mm. listen to that one. We're not going to geek out on he it. He went to Fortaleza. M- multiple yeah. times. Yeah, he's been right. there. Yeah. We're not going to geek out on Fortaleza. Just rest assured, this is an amazing company, an amazing bottle. I can't wait. Keep going. I want to tell you a nice little surprise. 926 Proof. Oh. This is one of the very rare times where we're right in line. Yeah. 98 and 92. You can't get much closer. No. It's almost as if we planned it. (laughs) (laughs) So deep well water, wood fermentation tanks, 100% agave, of course, additive free, open air fermentation. The aging on the winter blends is what makes them special. So this is a blend. They took some of their still strength Blanco. It's going into the barrel at about 46%, 92 proof-ish. Goes in. Some of it goes into the normal 
American oak barrels that they're using to age their normal Reposado. Usually ex-bourbon, yeah. Yes. Then they added to this, some of it was 10 months in French oak. Oh. And some of it was 10 months in English ale casks. And so this is where we're getting this beer influence on this one. Yeah. If you ever tried this and wasn't a fan of it, I want to tell you about the first time I tried it. Had this in a flight. It was 2019, 2020, 2021. Well, 2019 had a heavier bourbon influence. Okay. It was heavy bourbon influence and then like a virgin French oak barrel. That was blended. Then we've got the 2020 with the ale. And then 2021 had a wine influence. It was Marsala. All right. The first and the third one, 19 and 21, went really well together. And 2020 was kind of this bitter outlier. I wasn't a huge fan of it. It wasn't until trying it on its own without that wine sweetness sure. to you know, kind of mess up my palate that I realized, oh my gosh, there's a ton of great beer flavor in here Yeah, mixed in with all the great barrel notes and that warm agave that I just love in Reposados. That's all I have to say. Are we ready for this? I, yes. I, I'm, I've been nosing this while you've been talking. <laughs> I was going to come up with something. <laughs> but I, I'm, under, I'm under this tequila spell. I what mean, are you getting this, on the nose? So we always get the agave. Yep. But I, I wouldn't say that it's the first thing that I'm nosing. The, Fair enough. The I have to I have to go in a little deeper to get that agave. Mm-hmm. There's a sweet note, but there's also a bitter note. Yeah. What comes to my mind, and this sounds bad, but if you ever been to a bar that maybe hasn't cleaned up the place, yeah. right? Ah. And you get a little bit of that beer smell, yeah, right? Yeah, as a bartender, I know exactly that smell. But it's not to a point where it's bad. It's a point where to it, it's kind of a good smell. Like, yeah, you know, like before it goes, right. before it gets too sour. But there's you just You always this... have these like sniffing rotten flower vases, <laughs> dirty bar smells. I never realized the memories tied to my... <laughs> To my to my olfactory. Do you get a little cider sweetness in there too? Yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna say honey, but it's not honey. No. It's 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 more like a um. Mm. Good smells. Yo, yeah, yeah, good smells. I was gonna say like rather than cider, but like a like an apple wine. You ever had apple wine? I don't know. Sometimes wine can be made from different fruits. Sure. You know, I, I had a buddy whose his dad made wine, all different kinds of wines. Right. And, Just- Whatever he could ferment. Oh, some of it was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh. The more I smell it, the more the beer comes out. The beer definitely comes out on the nose. Ooh-hoo. Yeah. You ready? Salute. Salute. Wow. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I will go first. I got a good bit of fruity flavors. Yeah. There's a lot of fruit going on. Kind of surprising when I was smelling so much beer. And whereas I felt like the whiskey was really like a beer aftertaste, this was almost like effervescent, like tingling on the back of my tongue, almost yeah. as if it was carbonated. Right. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> I love this one. Yeah. And if you're not getting too much sweet around it to kind of like prime your palate for something sweet and then you hit it with a little beer bitter. Yeah. I, this is perfect. Yeah, I think how it ends in a more drying, bitter kind of taste. Yeah. 
only makes me want to just go back and take another sip, you know? Okay. It starts it starts <laughs> sweet for me. So I got a lot of like toasted agave, everything that we love about a good reposado, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Some caramel notes from the barrel. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Good cooked agave that was well balanced with some some honey and a little bit of vanilla. But then there was like a really nice jump with like spice. And I got like spiced apples and like spiced pears and things like nice. that. But then it did go into like an effervescent type of thing, like the, almost like a pear wine or a pear bubbly of some kind. And then yeah. into that bitter, that really nice, but bitter beer aftertaste that just mm-hmm. is still going. It's drying. But I, I love how it has a good balance of savory. I don't, I don't want to say darker notes. But it's not dark, but it's you're right. But it's, it's the it's opposite a spicy, of sweet. It's a spicy, it, savory note for yeah, sure. That's what um. That's what this is. And All right. then, you know, I'll take it. All right, sip number two. Here we go. Second sip. Any differences? Just that the sweet kind of came and went and came back again. Okay. But yeah, it's still. I love how it goes with that sweet, and then a little spice kick. And then into that bitter, that bitter finish. But this time there was a little back and forth with more of those sweet fruits, right? I got like honey, honey drip pears, you know, like really like, you know, just excellent. Say that again slower. Yeah, baby. (laughs) I get, I got a little vanilla on that one. Okay. Yeah. A little bit more of the barrel that I would expect, the caramel. Yeah, a lot vanilla, of good barrel notes. Yes. Sweet fruit, ton of beer. It's amazing Still. how much beer is in both of these spirits. Right. Yeah. Really good. Okay, we got it to keep it fair. All right. Third sip. One more sip. Salute. For me, this is still staying consistent. You know, maybe a little more agave on the front end. Yeah. But still, everything that we talked about, all again. This has consistency, you know. That it does. It's amazing how it can be complex. A lot of complex drinks tend to be different when we taste them, right? Sure. One time it's floral, the next time it's sweet, the yeah. next time it's something else. Yeah. This, I, I mean, you can set your watch by this bad boy. Yes, but is it giving you a little heavier of a mouthfeel, a little more oil? I love I don't want to how say oily or buttery. It's just a little sitting a little heavier. It's just sitting a little heavier. It's feeling a little bit thicker. Yeah. 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 And I love how that only helps to lengthen the finish. I really think this is why tequila needs to be a little bit higher proof than always being I know. 80. I know. Because this is a great example of what just that little bit of extra proof can do f- to open up those flavors and Really finish long, long and strong, right? Yeah. I am sure a lot of this stuff is coming out of the barrel in the low 90s, and they take it down to 80, and that's great. I wonder if the the hesitancy by these makers to go into the 90s without having some kind of special release is because of the agave shortage and everything that's gone on in the agave market in the last 15, 20 years. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, they have to supply Mexico plus us up here. Right. Plus now they're getting into global markets, right? Yeah. And they are not distill or not distilling. I don't think they can keep thousands up with of gallons like like we are up here with, with bourbon and rye. Right. It's just not happening. But if you're out there and you want to make a couple of ninety two <laughs> proofers, oh, we're man. we're here for you. We are here for you. All day. <laughs> we need more proof. 
Yes. <laughs> Need more booze with my booze. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so. We have talked these to death. Yeah. They are good on their own. I'm curious, Matt. What do you think would happen if we took a little sip of this whiskey and then right away had a little sip of this tequila? We'd have a quick sip. You did it to yourself this time. I love it. <laughs> well, you set me up. I had to. It is time for the quick sip. Yeah. We got to do it. For those of you maybe new to the podcast, the quick sip is our contribution to the spirits world. You're welcome. Where we are going to take a sip of the whiskey, give it the normal nose, give it a sip. Then we're not going to wait. We're not going to rinse. We're not going to do anything. Give the tequila a nose, give the tequila a sip, and what we're trying to find out is what does the whiskey bring out in the tequila? Are you ready? I am ready. Cheers. Cheers. Don't call me crazy, but when I took a sip of the Sagamore, and then I nosed the Fortaleza Winter Blend, Mm -hmm. I got coffee. Ooh! (laughs) Nice! I don't know how, but I got like this... Mocha, like almost chocolate coffee kind of nose, just for a second. I did not like how it deadened the agave because it, it deadened the agave it did. for it me. Did. A lot of just caramel and vanilla kind of just overwashed the agave, but I still got a really good spice wave. I got a really nice long finish. It's still still tingling those right. like those pear, that effervescent kind of pear note. Yeah. Honey's, honey and pears still going in my mouth right now. Still going. How about you? Oh, my gosh. First of all, the whiskey was even better. I mean, I know we take a little time and we talk about everything, but it's even better going back to it after having sipped both. I got a bitter note that I did not identify as coffee, but I'm going to give it to you. Perfect. And I got all of that minerality Ooh. and brininess that I love in the Fortaleza Blanco. Okay. It's kind of the what I okay. kind of consider that Fortaleza signature profile, mineral, salty, briny kind of finish. I was getting it on the nose. Nice. I'm with you. Kind of dead in the agave, but still I got a ton of barrel. I got some nice sweetness, maybe even a chocolatey note again, and then beer. <laughs> Ew. Just the the two the two beer flavors just line up so nicely. I loved, I absolutely, yeah. if, I think we've done this before. I don't know if we've released the episode, but we've we've had another tequila and a whiskey where I said, I am never again drinking this tequila without your whiskey. <laughs> I'm never again drinking these alone. We have to we be have together to, to together. finish these, because uh, that was amazing for me. Yeah, no, I, I agree. We need to start, just basically bringing sample bottles to each other's house, so yes. you know, so that we can take a little bit of each back home with us. Because right. you're right, Th- this will not taste does the same. Mean, does that mean you're not coming over? No, what? I'm not. I, I'll come over. I mean, don't I... don't look at me like that. Don't give me those sad eyes. Okay, I can't. The <laughs> other thing that was awesome about this is most of the time I feel like I'm kind of chintzing out on the whiskey. Because we'll have such a higher proof versus yeah, the tequila. Sure. And this time I could get a good, full, get a equal, sip. But equal loads in your mouth. <laughs> oh. 
man. You, you weren't ready for that. One. Oh. oh, that's oh. not cutting that. Amazing. Yes. Yes. I first. I took everything the whiskey had to give me. And then I went in. It was basically. I mean, you couldn't have teed up any better. I mean, my <laughs> God. Yeah. But yeah, I did. I yeah. was able to take a nice full sip of the bourbon. Yes. Nice full I, sip or, of each. I'm sorry, the rye here. And then I was able to take a nice full sip of the tequila. I think that it added proof too. It just having two that line yeah. up so nicely together and it not makes a trying difference. to figure that out by volume was, yep. was way better. Yeah. But again, we've set the bar high for ourselves. We keep pairing up things that, you know, every time we do so, we're like, that's an awesome pairing. Like, how yeah. can we top? How can we top ourselves? Well, right. I think we've done it. And so, listener, we've done the work. We've <laughs> one listener. <laughs> we are not walking into these just tasting these for the first time. No, we have done some research. We are doing the hard work of tasting as many bottles as we can in for... as many pairings and permutations as will math will allow. That's right. All for you. I'm not drinking this for me. Ferda. All right. <laughs> All right. We ready to go the other way. We're going to drink a sip of the Fortaleza Reposado Winter Blend, and then we're going to go right into a nice sip of that Sagamore Spirit Rye finished in ale casks. My friends, this is the quick sip. Salud. Salud. This is equally as amazing. That was great. What did you get? The tequila was still true to form. Mm-hmm. Even more heavy in the mouth. I can't decide if it's oily or if it's buttery, yeah, but things, it's just... things really felt buttery this time. Okay. All right. All of these great Reposado notes with the beer finish and... Same as when I went into the tequila, I wasn't getting beer on the nose when I went then into the rye. It was all the sweet and spicy mm-hmm. bourbon rye yep. notes that I love. Yep. I got a nice sweetness turned into savory, like that rye spice turned into beer. The beer came back at the very end. This was, this was maybe a little bit more of a journey Maybe I was already expecting something yeah, or, or I had it, something in mind. But it lengthened it out, right? It, yes. let, it let you it gave you time to enjoy each section. Yes. Right? Yeah. How about you? I yeah, I I also agree that it took away anything on the nose of the rye mm-hmm. other than just some yeah, some nondescript sweet and spicy. Could have been any rye in the glass sure. on the nose. Sure. But then when I you know, there was a nice, uh, there was a nice alcohol burn. Was not unpleasant, but what I got was just this sensation of like a melted butter, like just all over my oh, tongue. Yeah, I really kind of let it. I wanted to let it just sit there because I was wondering how long is that going to last. Where it just like a a melted butter that had like a lot of spice though to it. You know. Okay. And then it went into like you said it it. Opened up each of those sections. The the spicy 
section really reminded me of like a like a bullet rye. You know, that really strong 95-5 where okay, you get some, sure. you get like clove and you get like herbal notes and yeah, you get yeah, a lot yeah. of kind like... Of those strong rye influence A lot of flavors. the strong rye baking spices and yeah, flavors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then a nice, it like it just dripped off, it drifted off gently mm. into like this sweet note that then would have been fine by itself if it would have just gone sweet like a caramel sweetness but oh no there's beer and that beer note came in on the finish and said don't forget we still have beer here and all that we've got beer (laughs) and I just love how it lengthens the finish on you know the second whatever your second sipping yep you can expect just all of those notes to just open up right. and really right. allows you to enjoy each each part of what of what it has to offer. That was equally glorious. I can't pick a winner because they're, they're they're both winners. No. You said that this uh, Sagamore is a limited release or a one time release. Yeah, I think it's a one off. These these um, these reserve series they basically will just highlight uh, secondary, and they're doing experimental things all the time. Mm-hmm. And if you go to the distillery, they will have a lot of these experimental things that might not even oh, make it cool. to a nationwide distribution. So they might have some other things there that you'll never even get in the store. But if you're a fan of Sagamore and what they're doing, I highly recommend trying some of these reserve series, some of these finishes. You know, it will give you a really nice departure from just your regular regular run-of-the-mill rye. The same thing for this Fortaleza. If you can find it, if you don't can hesitate. find it and you're not paying crazy prices, right. pick it up. And, you know, your mileage may vary on whatever a crazy yeah. price is. Yeah. But I, I think you could pick up any one of them and be very happy. Yep. Save it for a special occasion. Save it for some, some you know, yeah. a nice pour with a friend. The special occasion will be when you open the bottle, Miles. <laughs> Touche. You know, and they've got another one coming out, like we said. Yeah, do you know what the 2022 will be aged in. So this is probably going to be the second plug for Doug on this. <laughs> but <laughs> hey, he we love already, Doug. Doug Price, Agave Social Club, already visited Fortaleza and got to do a sneak peek, you know, at the homestead here, yeah. at the distillery. It's got some Hungarian oak aging, and I'm not sure if that was Ooh. a secondary aging or not. Okay. But then what I did here was a little Oloroso. Okay. Little sherry finish, which yeah. you know, we've had on this show. Okay. Tokai. Tokai is the Hungarian. That's it. Yeah. What is that? It looks like Tokaji, but I believe it's Tokai. I believe it. you just I, kind of go into a Y, Tokai. That, that actually sounds familiar. And it's a Hungarian wine that uses a, maybe a certain kind of oak that I'm not sure of. Okay. But I believe the grape is similar to the Sauternes, where they let it rot a little bit. Gets a little funky, gets a little dank. Gets, gets starts a little funky to on the vine. on the vine before yeah. it's harvested. Oh, it's going to be it's gonna be awesome. And the MSRP is probably only going to be like $4.99. Yeah, yeah, so, sure. So, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> we'll, we'll get a bunch of guys together. We'll all chip in for it. And then it'll... I'm not sharing. It'll be divided up into like <laughs> one glass per... <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. 
Exactly. All right, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Uh, you know, I originally thought we were pairing up like an all-star Hall of Famer mm-hmm. next to like a AAA athlete here, but I think the Sagamore held its own. This was it certainly did. This was a great pairing, and it's just math more than the sum of their parts, <laughs> right? That's a good title for this show. I more love it. than the sum of their parts. Done and done. <laughs> All right. Any other thing before we wrap up? This is one of those times where I know that I'm going to seal up this bottle and wait until we are together again with this Sagamore before I ever have another glass of this. Yeah. And thanks again for reminding me. That way I won't drink this when, we, yeah, when, when I get home. Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's do it. All right. So thanks, everyone, for listening. We want to ask that you follow us, subscribe, give us a five-star rating, leave us a review. We will read it on the air if you leave us a review. We ask that you follow us. We're on Instagram and a Facebook group at Whiskey Tequila Fridays. We ask that you drink responsibly. We would like to thank Joby for our music once again. Check out his podcast, and thanks, Joby, for the music. And if you like drinking whiskey and you like drinking tequila, then it's always a Friday. Happy Friday, Drew. Happy Friday, Matt. Oh, we appreciate y'all hanging, but now it's time to go. Come on back for more whiskey to keep a Friday show. Do I need to do the whole thing over again? No, you don't have to. That's oh awesome. My God. I don't know, maybe should we? It's too much in old Duder's head. <laughs>